This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome into another edition of This Week in UNC Baseball with head coach Scott Forbes. I am Tommy Ashley. That's Matt Clements. We are sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Coach Forbes, get right into it. Um, it's another beautiful day in Chapel Hill. It's a, a heck of a series against Miami. Um, it felt like a regional, felt like it could have been a super regional with the atmosphere, the intensity. It's always interesting um, when Miami comes around. But what, having been two days away from it now, um, from a play standpoint, from your team, uh, the opportunities were there. I felt like Miami may have made one less mistake than your guys did, yeah. on, especially on Saturday. What what you thinking on Monday afternoon after that series? Well, it depends on, you know, how we define mistakes, obviously. Like we were talking earlier, I felt like the biggest mistake of the game they made when Morales put his head down and thought there were two outs and we challenged it. And I thought the umpires missed it. Um, and I still think they missed it. And I thought that was a game-changing play. With that being said – we still had a lot of opportunities, but at the end of the day, we lost that game four to three, and we're out of that inning. Instead of the, get, the score getting to three, the score will be at one. So, uh, you know, that that was a tough one to swallow. Now, for me, looking back at the series, because I'm looking at it from every avenue, what we did well was we really played defense besides Mac not throwing that ball to first. We didn't make an error um, in the series. Uh, you know, I'm glad it wasn't a regional, I mean, a super regional, because we'd have lost a super regional. So that's the way I look at it. Like, okay, we're nine and seven in the ACC. We missed two games at Pitt. Who would have known, you know, what would have happened there? I don't know. Um, but we're in good shape. We control our own destiny. We're playing great teams ahead, which is what you want this time of year, because that's where the RPI comes in some. You know, you win, you, you climb. If you lose, you don't, um, but that's the way it should be this time of year. But digesting that series, 
I thought it was two really good teams. Um, it came down to a play here or a play there, leaving a base runner here and not leaving a base runner there and making a big pitch. And, you know, they got it done one run better than us in two games. But I also will take from this that I think everybody, including myself, needs to know that we're going to play. You know, we're going to play 27 outs. We're not going to back down. We just have to clean up the little things. And, and also our, our guys have to be our guys. As Roy said, players got to play. Uh, we need our best guys to, to be at their best down the stretch. Let me ask you about the end of that second game. I mean, obviously you're down 6-0. They come all the way back. Um, it, it was about as dire as it could possibly be when they've got their stud reliever in there and Casey Cook. I believe it was a 3-2 count. Two yep, yep. Um, what is that? Top of the t – bottom of the 10th, whenever it was. But can you just sort of t walk through not only what you saw from your guys but your emotions in that situation and then Stokely caps it off um, with the, you know, a no-doubter to win the game. Yeah, you know, losing that tough game Thursday, that was a close game. And it's hard when you lose that first game, period. We've only lost that game one time so far this year um, in the ACC, and that was in Virginia. So your, your backs are against the wall right away, and you're at home. So you want to bounce back. And honestly, I was most shot with Connor Bobear's outing. Um, he had been so good for us, and he just didn't have a good outing. So we're down right out of the gate. Um, you know, I, I believe Colby was the one that got a hit down the third base line, and we chipped away, made it like six to two. And then Casey Cook had another big hit in that game before it was suspended, where he hit a triple that tied the game, and then Mac hit a double where we took the lead. Um, you know, you got to sleep on it. You got to think about, hey, what are we going to do? Who are we going to put where? Uh, so that's what I think about the most was Friday night, you know, not being able to sleep, thinking about, hey, how are we going to defend this runner at third? Are they going to squeeze? Are they not going to squeeze? Because they did it before. And we went back and looked, and they had not squeezed on video but one time in the last three years. <laughs> so we thought, okay, we're going to we're going to go with AC's best pitch. Oh, oh, they're hitting the lefty. We think he's going to be aggressive, and thankfully he was, and Stokely made a play. Um, we got him in a rundown. We got him out, and the game kept going. AC, we had to take out because he had pitched, you know, his pitch count got up. And sure enough, they jumped. Uh, Dalton Pence, first pitch, hit a home run. And then we're down to our last strike with Casey Cook. And Casey's been so good, but Casey hadn't exactly hit the ball over the wall a lot this year. And that guy's throwing 96, 97. And to give Casey credit, man, he's a, he was on time and he got it in the air and it tied it. And then our bullpen kept matching their bullpen and Stokely. I think Stokely just got tired of watching us play and decided he was going to walk it off. But that was – I thought it was awesome and awesome for our crowd. They were in every pitch. They were here early for game one, and uh, that was a big win. We're going to look back at it. Obviously, you want to win the series, of course. Um, but you got to avoid those sweeps, and sometimes it's hard to avoid those sweeps because in baseball you have a tough stretch here and there. Yeah. So, Coach, you, you mentioned Beauvais, uh sort of disappointing start. Can you can you talk about what Max Carlson and, and Nap showed you in in their starts? They both, you know, went you know five innings and and four four and two thirds. Yeah, they were both okay. Um, you know, I'm always going to back my players, but I also like to be honest. And there's nothing that I'm, I haven't told Max or or Jake. They were okay. That you know, they, all of our starters, I feel like threw okay. You know, Bobert didn't throw okay, but the other two threw decent. We need him to throw better. 
there's no doubt in my mind that they will. Um, but they get, both gave us, you know, some some length. Uh, but we need more length, and we're hoping that they can do that. Um, but our bullpen has been pretty dang good and starting to emerge well now, adding in how Post has been throwing, Ace has been throwing. Pence has been really good. He gave up the solo home run, came right back and got us back in the dugout, and then Cam Pageant and Matty Mathias have his merge, emerged as well. Yeah. How do you feel about the bullpen role starting to solidify? Obviously, in the midweek game with Queens, you got almost everybody out of the pen in there. And certainly it looks like that, you know, EC's look, looking into a game-changing weapon on the back end as well. Yeah, 100%. And Poston's jump in his velo. Um, so Poston, AC for sure, obviously. Um, and then we feel good about Dalton Pence. I know he gave up the solo home run, but you're, you're a power arm. It's like Walters, you know, he gave up the solo home run to Casey Cook, but he's been good for us. And then Cam Pageant is really starting to take a jump. Um, and that allows us to match up more one batter with Matty Mathias, Nick Pry, Berkwich, and Sandy. But those guys are going to be the bulk of our bullpen at AC, <clears throat> Post, and Pence, and Pageant. And, you know, we're going to start Pageant against Charlotte because he throws so many strikes. So that's that's a luxury to have, too. Pageant and Pence can also start for us. You had uh, you mentioned your defense, no errors against Miami, and a couple of plays stood out for me. One was the line shot down the line that Horvath backhanded. And then I was – I sit, I don't like the press box. So, I was sitting in the crowd right there on that third base line, and he clutched it twice, and he still made the play. And then I believe Colby made the the tough play there at short. Can you just sort of speak to those guys? I mean, they've, they've made some errors, Mac especially, but they stepped up in that series when you had to have it. Yeah, no doubt. And we felt like in the continuation of that game, that's why we put Mac at third just because of his athleticism and his range. Um, and, yeah, Max made some errors, like we said, but he also gets to a lot of balls. And I really felt like you watch, you guys watched potentially the best two defensive shortstops in the league. Just those two guys, you know, they can backhand, they can come get slow rollers, Patelli and, and Colby. Um, you know, Colby's been really good for us all season if you as you guys have watched and that's that's going to be big for us down the stretch because the defense you know we get those arms going um and everybody starts pitching at the right time you got to make plays behind them in the outfield obviously vance has been the guy casey cook can play on either side with patty going out for a while patrick alvarez um how, how does the outfield sort of i mean those guys are robbing home runs still in uh preventing home runs, didn't catch it this time, but just sort of on that defensive side. Obviously, Vance is your known. And then Horvath, if he's out there, Casey Cook is out there, those are two more knowns. Still working on that third guy, especially with the injury. Yeah, um, I thought Austin Hawk, you know, we started the season with Austin Hawk playing second base for a reason. Um, he's going to be one heck of a player. He's got a really good swing. He can bunt. He can. He's a good base runner. He's got some some gap power. So that's exactly what we're doing today. We're spending a lot of time with with him in left field. Um, you know, we, we want to be able to plug that gap if we do play Mac back at third. It's easy if Johnny plays third because you're putting Mac and right and Casey and left. Uh, but we want to have that option. So, you know, we're going to keep working hard with those guys in left field, especially, you know, Holbrook and Hawk and, and Max Reamer just in case we do need to match up. But I can see Austin Hawk 
feeling, you know, Alvarez's role from that right side and feeling it well. Coach, how do you handle it, the job, as far as dealing with uh, coming up with issues with the umpiring and things like that and insulating your players from not making excuses about, you know, it is a game of failure and umpires are human. They make mistakes. But with replay and the technology we have today, you know, it seems like that those type of situations shouldn't really happen. Yeah, there's certain when ball strikes are ball strikes, right? I mean, guy can you, know, you got the trap man, but you can't can't replay the ball strike. Um, you shouldn't miss any with the replay with the cameras unless the cameras are blurry. Um, I still think the ACC needs to get to where the SEC is, where it's a neutralized replay. You know, we have a guy that's making the call, going in and looking at his own call. I mean, that that's just not a good recipe. And uh, you have to hope and pray that they're doing the right thing and making the right call every single time. Um, I get feedback from our our video folks of what they showed them. They showed me what they showed them. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't want our players getting caught up in that. Um, both teams have calls go against them. Uh, both teams have to deal with some adversity. And, and I want our team to be really good at that and be able to move on and focus on where they are right then. And, and, uh, and they, and, and we, we work hard on that, Matt, like you can only control what you can control and you need to keep your eyes forward and be present. So that's how I handle it. I tell our, our coaches and our players, I'll handle the umpires. Um, you know, I'm, I don't want to get thrown out in the game. And now that I'm getting older, they know that if I do, I'm doing it to back the player. There's no other reason. And then still, if that happens, don't focus on it. Because what happens when you focus on something like that, you stop focusing on what you're trying to do, and that's to win the game. Um, so we, we work hard on that emotional control side and, and having poise and and uh, being good in those situations. Because it can be hard. Yeah. In your opinion, where do the Diamond Heels need to improve in these last you know, three or four weekend series in order to achieve their goals? Well, you know, it's all right here in front of us. Um, we're in a much better spot. <laughs> than we were last year uh, and you look what happened last year. So the goal is just to, to play overall good baseball and try to get hot at the right time. Um, but, you know, you also need your, your main guys, you know, whoever they are, some teams have different ones. They have to, they have to put, put the team on their back a little bit as well. Um, that's important. And our guys will, and they know that I don't, we don't call that pressure. We call that wanted you, you want that as a player. You want to be that guy that everybody looks up to, knowing that the team's going to feed off you. Um, so, you know, we're trending in the right direction defensively. Our bullpen's improving drastically. Uh, we just got to find ways to win those one-run games. You know, instead of losing two of them, we need them down this stretch. And these next 18, you got to win the majority of them. You got to find a way to win those close games. And it's usually a a big hit with runners in scoring position, getting a bunt down, uh, throwing the ball to the right base. The things that don't show up in the box score, those are the things that you got to be really good at down the stretch. And then you have to have some guys get hot. Uh, you look at our numbers. One thing we haven't done is we haven't driven the ball that great the last 15 games. Not a lot of home runs and extra base hits in ACC play. So we're hoping that'll that'll be the case as well. Where do you think that's – why is that the case? I think Horvath's had maybe one home run in that span. I mean, what's going on there? 
is it a situation where it's just the grind portion of the season? Um, is there something you're seeing on film differently from your players? What's going on with the with the lack of power lately? Well, well you know, hitting is such a hard thing. Um, and it's, you know, you work your tail off. Coach Weir is working your tail off in the cages with a hitter, but I was a hitter. And you can do about there in the cages and for some reason not be able to carry it over at that time, whether or not your heartbeat, whether or not you're just trying so hard in a game. So really it's it's knowing – Okay, mechanically, if there is anything, which is not much. Um, and then, you know, hitting is contagious. It, it, it is top to bottom. We've been fortunate that we've had some other guys, while Max struggled a little bit or Vance or as soon as some other guys have stepped up and, and helped us win some series. Um, so it's just battling through the mental side of it and understanding that you're going to fail, you know, like you're going to fail and get over yourself and move forward. Let me ask you this. Uh, it's called a manager for a reason. For you know, It's a coach in college, but managers, you have to manage the game. you got a ton of moving parts. I want to ask you about a couple, one in-game and then one sort of over the last couple games. The decision to sit Osuna for a little bit. Austin Hawk played well this weekend, I thought, um, did his job. How tough a decision is that to make, given what you know Osuna can do, and then – specifically in a game, and you talked about this in, in post-game, um, the decision to, to pinch Stoke there yeah. in that ball game. I, I mean, you, you've you been doing it long <laughs> enough. Folks are going to question it. I want to ask sure. it because I'd rather, I rather hear it from you, and I like your explanation post-game um, on the Stoke reason. But just sort of talk about those two decisions you have to make. Yeah, you know – Alberto had a tough stretch last year. This year he broke his ham eight, you know, um, and he's earned the respect for me as the head coach where I brought him in. I said, hey, Bert, we're going to – we're not going to start you this game. You know, it's going to give you a mental breather, and you got to know your personnel. And I just felt like it would do Berto a little bit of good. Sometimes when you're not in there and you see, hey, your team can still play well, you take a look, you take a look and you get outside of yourself. And I think Alberto, in his case, has felt like he has to do it or we're not going to win. And, you know, I explained to him yesterday, we talked a little bit like, hey, just just be Alberto Osuna. Have the best at bats you're capable of having and understand that, you know, just because you don't hit two home runs, we still have a, ch a chance to, to win if you walk twice. So that that went into that decision. It can be tough because you got a guy that can, can hit the ball out of the park at any time. Um, but really, in my mind, I did that just to give him a mental break. Sometimes kids, you know, or players need need a break and – then you throw them back in there, and that's what we're going to do with Alberto, and that's usually what goes in. When you're looking at pitch hitting, um, you know, that was a really tough call with Stoke because he's been so hot in this series, but obviously he's been so hot against right-handed pitching. Uh, we know the matchup. We do the work. Now, when you make that decision, you got to know it, it, it's like Gino. You know, you suicide squeeze if the guy pops it up and we throw it to third. He looks like an idiot. If he do, if he gets it done, you look like a genius. Um, but we felt like that was a better matchup. I would like for Stoke to get more consistent where we don't even have to think about that. Um, but, you know, Stoke's been here a long time. Um, you know, we also know what other people don't know. This lefty, you know, I believe his splits were three, maybe 40 against right-handed hitters and about 110 against left-handed hitters. Uh, and it, it's a tough angle. 
Um, looking back on it, if I knew that Grinch was going to ground to a double play, I would just let Stokely hit. Even if he struck out, we'd have been better off. But anytime you put a guy up there like that, you believe in him and you believe in the situation and you live with the results and you try not to second guess yourself too much because that's part of being, like you said, a manager or a head coach. You have to be decisive and you have to make the decision. Um, that's why I'm glad I was a pitching coach because uh, it helps you be more decisive because the hardest thing to decide in a game, in my opinion, is when to take a guy out on the mound. Um, you talk to any big league manager, they'll tell you the same thing. That's the biggest call usually of the game. Um, all the way back to the Red Sox and Pedro Martinez that year. Uh, you know, that's that's what people talk about. But in that situation, you know, we felt really good about Grants and his history against lefties of, of not just coming through, but getting a fly ball hit to the outfield and it just didn't work out in our favor. Yeah, the old hindsight's twenty twenty, and I always say the the road is littered with a bunch of dead squirrels that couldn't make a decision. And as a manager, <laughs> you you have to do it. Um, hey, that's I coined that one. So if you use it, I need a I need a. Rip. That's a good one. Well, you know, Tommy, me the thing about it too is like you have to live with the like. I'm not a like. I can't stand a woulda, coulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a big pet peeve of mine. Like, okay. If you have, if you feel good about it, whether or not your gut, whether or not it's, you know, it can be anything, right? Like, but then you have to coach yourself too. You have to look, always start, we preach to our players, start with yourself. So after that game, I asked myself, okay, let's go back. Let's replay it. You feel good about the facts. You feel good about the matchup. What have you done it again? You know, was it a decision that you were 50-50 on or did you feel good about it? And I, that's why afterwards I said, okay, I felt good about that decision. And, um, you know, depending on the lefty, for instance, if it had been a lefty with the higher slot, mm-hmm. as hot as Stokely was with a straight down curveball that wasn't sweeping away so much, we prob- I probably would have let Stokely hit because he was hot. But I knew what Stokely's biggest struggle is, and that's that nasty low three-quarter slider going away from him. Um, so, but again, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to get in there with Stokely today, as a matter of fact, and because he's an everyday player and put that thing on a left-handed slider and say, hey, here's what you got to be able to do. We need you to be able to move the ball with a fly ball to left field in that situation and see if he can get where he can do that. Well, yeah, that kid was throwing it. It would have been coming from behind Stoke, too, the way he was siding it yeah. down there. Last question before we let you go, and we appreciate it. This is Coach Scott Forbes uh, this week in UNC baseball. Pitching, pitching on Saturday against Charlotte and pitching this weekend. Any changes, any tinkering going on behind the scenes? You know, we looked at First of all, we're glad to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Thursday thing has been great, but for us it really hasn't because they all got moved and we ended up playing doubleheaders. And your pitching, our pitching has been pretty taxed in midweek, and then you know, then we're going back to a Thursday. So I think that's going to help us. We can go into this Tuesday game uh, where it did help us playing Saturdays. Everybody's on two days rest. Uh, we can start the game fresh with Cam Pageant. He can have a, a normal start, and then we can have him ready out of the bullpen as early as Saturday. Uh, you know, so we're going to keep Carlson, Bovair, and, and Knapp where they are. Uh, we're going to expect them to pitch better. Um, and that's just where we are right now uh, at this point of the season. You know, we have to hope that those guys can can elevate their game. Appreciate it. That is head coach Scott Forbes. That's Matt Clements. We are sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt. As always, Coach, we appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, all right, boys. See you tomorrow night. Beautiful week. Yep. Hey, take care. Hey, how about the ACC? How crazy is it? Yeah, um, I was going to ask you that, and Matt has it in yeah. his stats. I mean – 
it's all bunched up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got these tough teams at the top, but there's no there's no easy outs, that's for sure. Well, Wake's separated themselves. Virginia kind of had, and they almost got swept at home to Pitt by Pitt, which nobody would have seen that coming. Yep. And then I, I just, I mean, it is hold on. If you're if you really know the game, hold on because I think anything can happen. Yep. I think the AC tournament in Durham's gonna be a barn burner. Burner. Yeah, I'd say buy buy a pass, see every game, because you're gonna see some amazing baseball. Amazing. Yep. Appreciate Get it. Them fans out now. Pump up them fans. Tell them to come out. I don't care if they yell at me or not. I just want them in the seats. Hey, we can yell at you now. I can start doing that. Go ahead. I have to leave my press pass at the door. Hey, that's part of it, baby. See you guys. Y'all have a great week. Always a yeah. pleasure. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.